It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of year. As the shops are filling up with mince pies and Christmas crackers, people are starting to make plans for the festive period. But as one member of our team found, trying to reserve a turkey is already proving to be a struggle. Logging on to the website of a poultry farm, they found this notice. To all our valued customers, sadly... Our birds have caught the avian influenza virus, and so we are unable to supply any birds this year. This is a massive blow to us as we are passionate about the welfare of our free-range birds. For all those who have already pre-ordered, we will be issuing refunds. We apologise to those of you that are now having to alter your plans. As you can appreciate, these are difficult times for us and our staff, but we remain positive. This isn't a new problem. You might have noticed how difficult it's become to get free-range eggs in the last few months. But with Christmas just over a month away, alarm bells are now ringing. The English National Farmers Union says there is a risk for the supply of Christmas turkeys if the worst avian flu outbreak in UK history continues to spread. Poultry farmers have described it as Armageddon. And for those who live near the coast, the sight of dying birds has been harrowing. It's devastating. Um, We have already picked up thousands of dead birds and that is probably just the tip of the iceberg. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, bird flu, the devastating pandemic that's flown under the radar. I'm Ben Spencer. I'm science editor of the Sunday Times. This is the worst bird flu epidemic we've ever had in this country. And in fact, we've ever had in the whole of the Northern Hemisphere. More than 35 million birds have been wiped out this year alone due to the outbreak. There's big epidemics in the UK, in Europe, massive across the US. Farmers across the US and Europe are keeping their organic and free-range chickens inside. And Ben, 
It's that time of year. You know, the supermarkets are already filling up with Christmas-themed everything. Could there be trouble in store? Well, potentially. What do we have with our Christmas dinner? Most of us have turkey. Some of us have goose. Some of us might have a chicken. One of the environment ministers said last week that goose is off the table now. Turkey might also be affected. And this is because... Entire farms have had to cull their flocks. I mean, that's horrifying, not just for people's plans for their Christmas meals, but, I mean, for those farmers, that must be devastating. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is their livelihoods. So it's a, it's a real problem. And it's clearly becoming so serious that new rules are being brought in this week. Just talk us through what they'll mean. Bird keepers in England will be required to keep flocks indoors because of avian flu. The government's chief vet is extending rules already in place in parts of East Anglia to cover the whole country. New rules have been brought in this week, which means that bird keepers can no longer keep poultry outdoors. All chickens, ducks, geese, turkeys have to be kept inside. And the reason this has been brought in to force is because wild birds, they're really the reservoir for this avian influenza. And where chickens, geese, turkeys are kept outdoors in free-range conditions, mm. that's when they can be transmission from wild birds. The theory is you keep them indoors, they're less likely to contract the virus. So for now, it's just going to become physically impossible, really, to have free range in the way that we know it. Yeah, and it's not the first time it's happened. It happened earlier in the year for a few months. Um, but as of this week, this is now nationwide in England. And that means an end to free range eggs, for example. They have 16 weeks in which to change their labelling. But in about three or four months, you'll no longer see free-range eggs in the supermarkets. They will have to be labelled as barn-laid. Why are these rules being brought in again now? What's triggered that move? This is a really bad epidemic. So usually bird flu is seasonal. Every winter, well... Not every winter, but certainly in recent years, most winters, we've had bird flu outbreaks. And this happens when migratory birds, such as ducks and geese, arrive from northern climes in kind of October, November. And they bring bird flu with them. And then in the spring, they go away again. And the bird flu goes away. Now this year, for the first time, it's been all year round. The first outbreak was October 27th, 2021. But the outbreaks didn't stop in the spring. They just kept going all through the summer. And this is because they actually spread into our native summer bird population. So our seabird population, which actually breed in Britain. Things like gannets, puffins, skewers. These are native British birds which breed on our coastlines and on our islands. And for the first time, the avian influenza virus got into these populations. I think for a lot of people listening, we've kind of got used to the idea of a pandemic. But just take us a step back and just remind us what exactly is bird flu? It's just a type of 
flu like any other flu but which specifically affects birds is avian influenza this particular strain is h5n1 now there's many strains of influenza the ones that we get every year in the uk are h1n1 is one another one's h3n2 h5n1 is the one affecting birds at the moment and is really causing big problems the first thing people really notice is dead birds because it kills them very quick but it's basically at its most serious as a respiratory condition it affects digestive functions so there'll be a lot of diarrhea if you imagine big hen houses where birds are reared or where eggs are laid it's going to be a very messy site and the protocols are you as soon as these viruses are within a flock just the whole thing's cold and that's the way to control it it's the only tool we have at the moment and the numbers are astonishing we've already had to cull five and a half million birds in this country and 2.3 million of them were in the last month alone to put it into perspective though We basically produce a billion birds for eating every year in the UK. Mm. So that's mostly chickens, but turkeys, geese, ducks. A billion birds, it's a hell of a lot. That's much, much more than I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, it's an astounding number, isn't it? And that's just for eating. That's not including laying. The vast majority of those billion birds are chickens, because that's what we eat, really, when it comes to poultry. Nine million birds produced for Christmas, essentially. Turkeys, ducks, geese. And there's a big concentration of them in East Anglia, and that's the area that's been worst hit. The government has made some allowances, basically to avoid a shortage. So retailers are now allowed to freeze turkeys and then defrost them and sell them as fresh turkeys, which was never allowed before. But some turkey manufacturers have just said, look, we can't take any orders. We've had to cull entire flocks. Their entire year's business has been wiped out. Coming up, avian flu is devastating bird colonies in this country. But how much of a danger does it pose to humans? That's in just a moment. For four years, a civil war raged at one of the richest university colleges in Britain. She decided to tell me that Martin was in big trouble. Was it a plot to bring one man down? They're allowing the silence to prosecute you. Or was something else going on? It seemed to me merciless, pitiless. I'm Andrew Billen, a journalist at The Times. The feud continues this Thursday here on Stories of Our Times... 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ben, when we talk about bird flu... A lot of people will have a dim and distant memory of it being all over the news some years ago. Take us back to that moment when bird flu really became top of the news agenda, when it when people realised it was a huge problem. H5N1 is a strain of avian influenza that first appeared in Hong Kong in 1997. It was the first time it was detected when it jumped from poultry to humans. Good evening, researchers say they still have not confirmed the H5N1 virus can be transmitted between humans. So far, they've been able to verify the deadly strain of flu virus is passed on from chickens to people. And that outbreak affected 18 people and it killed six of them. Between the end of 2004 and the beginning of 2006, there was a big outbreak and it started in Vietnam where 1.2 million birds had to be culled and another 140 million died in the wild. This is a very complicated outbreak and we don't believe that it will be contained for several months, possibly even a couple of years. There is a chance for this disease to jump into humans. And, you know, it started really jumping to humans and spread to Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Russia, China. And over the next kind of two, three years, it ended up spreading to 275 people. And of those, roughly 175 died. So it's a very high mortality rate, which is why people get so worried about it. Overall, ever there have been 861 human cases of H5N1. Of those, 455 have died. That's well over half, approaching 60% of cases. That's the mortality rate. Now, you compare that to COVID, where it's roughly kind of between 0.5% and 1% fatality rate pre-vaccination. This is a really serious disease, and... That's why doctors get very, very concerned about it. We expect the next influenza pandemic to come at any time now. And it's likely to be caused by a mutant of the virus that's currently causing bird flu in Asia. During the 2005 epidemic, 
at one point there was an estimate. Let's say the range of deaths could be anything between five and 150 million, which is a range that's often quoted at me. So they got very worried about it. But the key thing is, and this is where those fears were unfounded, in its current form, H5N1, which spreads very, very easily between birds, doesn't spread very, very easily between birds and humans, and has never spread from human to human. Experts now believe it, as the virus has mutated over the years, it's actually become less transmissible from birds to humans. So far this year, despite having had hundreds of thousands of cases amongst birds, we've had one case amongst a human, and that was a guy in Devon who kept ducks, and he basically caught it from his ducks, and he'd later recovered. So it's not a huge risk to humans at the moment, but as we know, viruses can mutate, so there's always a risk there. You know, in 2005, the US government spent $4 billion on an H5N1 vaccine. They were that worried about a navian influenza pandemic emerging. And it's largely the reason why all our pandemic planning pre-COVID was based on flu and not on coronavirus. But there's still a great fear that a bird flu pandemic could jump into humans and could slightly mutate and suddenly become very transmissible. And this essentially is what scientists think has happened with bird flu now. It hasn't jumped to humans, but it's jumped to an entirely different group of birds. It would never been seen amongst oh. seabirds before. So this is new. This is completely new. It's never over-summered in the UK before. And scientists are slightly perplexed as to why that's happened. Is it because just by chance it got seeded in a bird colony on the cliffs and then spread through it rapidly? Or is it because the virus itself changed and started affecting birds that it hadn't been able to get to before? At the moment, we don't know. A lot of work's been done at the moment to analyse that. But they think there's a strong possibility that the virus has mutated. Now, what that means for future years, we don't know. The more hopeful suggestion is that these seabird colonies, which have been hit so hard this summer, will develop some kind of immunity. They might actually be able to fight it off. If that's not the case, if this virus keeps spreading, then these flocks and colonies of birds could be really badly affected. And Ben, when did we start to see this current outbreak starting to affect wild birds in this country? There were a lot of geese arriving early November, mid-November from the continent or from Canada and they started finding dead geese in the water. There was a case in the Solway Firth of lots of dead geese, which was very worrying. But we had seen this before. It was really this summer when conservationists started to get really worried, really because it got into these seabird populations. And these seabirds, they live in these 
great colonies on places like Bass Rock in Scotland or the coasts of Northumberland or the cliffs of Devon and Kent and Cornwall. And they've lived really dense populations. So gannets, you could have thousands of birds living very, very closely together. And once it got into those populations, it ripped through the colonies. Bass Rock is home to the world's largest northern gannet colony. 150,000 settle here, but that's expected to drop by more than a half. Conservationists report just seeing them floating in the water. It's devastating. Um, we have already picked up thousands of dead birds, and that is probably just the tip of the iceberg. There are many birds that will be at sea uh, that have died or along the coast, um, which is very hard to quantify. And this was nationwide. This is right from Orkney and the Shetlands and the Hebrides, all around our coast, Far Niles off Northumbria, which is a famous nature reserve uh, run by the National Trust. Saw lots of dead birds. Right round to the Scilly Isles off Cornwall. The teams that are working here say they have never seen such a devastating outbreak of avian flu. Every time they come to these islands, they are leaving with bag upon bag of dead bird carcasses. The impact, it's just horrendous. People reported having dead gulls in their gardens. Birds are literally dropping out of the sky. We're a year on now, so the geese and ducks are coming back in, migrating here for the winter, and conservationists are really concerned about what's going to happen this winter because there's concerns that it's going to hit our river birds, our wading birds, and then next summer there's a concern about what's going to happen again to the seabirds as we enter the breeding season. And just talk us through how bad the damage has been so far. It's hard to tell. Conservationists spend a lot of their time counting birds and these studies are just starting to see what the impact will be. But some colonies of Scotland, great skewers, this big bird known as the pirate of the sea because it pinches food from other birds and it's very aggressive bird but very charismatic. Some colonies on St Kilda, Shetland, Orkney, they've lost up to 85% of birds already. And the UK's got 60% of the world population of great skewers. So some conservationists think conservatively 10% of all skewers in the world could have died over this summer. Wow. On Far Niles, the National Trust estimates up to 50,000 birds could have died already. Things like puffins. There have certainly been several deaths reported amongst puffins, but we don't know yet whether there's been the same high numbers of deaths. And in terms of what we do about it when we are planning for a pandemic, you know, we've been stocking up on antivirals or trying to think of vaccines. What can you do within a bird population? How can you start to control the spread within a bird colony? It's very difficult in the wild because obviously you can't control behaviour. With a farm population, is very blunt, very straightforward. You keep them indoors, you restrict their movement, and as soon as there's any sign of 
a disease the whole flock is cold in the wild that's very very difficult they're developing strategies at the moment in defra which is the government's environment department and working with a lot of the charities and conservationists the first thing they're really doing is trying to get a grip on how bad the problem is and what exactly has happened with the virus so there's a lot of clever people taking samples sequencing the virus and doing the hard graft of actually counting birds out in the wild because that's the only way you can really do it mm. and they're trying to work out what you do beyond that but at the moment there's no easy answers i drive along the cliff top every morning um, and look over at the bash rock and each day you see it thinning out will the birds go back to their wintering grounds and come back next year and we get another wave again we don't know but in essence, that's what's happened up in Shetland. And in terms of the birds that, that are farmed, that have already been brought in so that they're not out mingling with wild birds, I mean, can they be vaccinated? Is that a process? It's a problem because there's lots of rules about what drugs you can give birds and then feed to humans. So there's restrictions on vaccination. So at the moment, especially if they're going to be exported, it's very tricky to start vaccinating birds. And there's been a real push in the last few years into reducing the number of drugs that are given to birds overall. So antibiotics, etc., really being limited. But the vaccination at the moment is not something that's being done. So is the best hope now that, like other pandemics, it sort of starts to mutate and, and become a little less serious and it sort of almost solves itself naturally over the next year or so? It's less the virus mutating and more the birds becoming immune to it. So it's this development of immunity, of this flock immunity, than the actual virus itself mutating. The great hope is that nature kind of sorts itself out before too much damage is done. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, the science editor for The Sunday Times, Ben Spencer. You can read more coverage of the bird flu outbreak in print or online at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription. The producers today were Edward Drummond and Olivia Case. The executive producer is Kate Ford, and sound design was by David Crackles. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.